2: This episode of After the Whistle contains profanity. Listener discretion advised. Please enjoy. Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen.
1: Good morning.
2: How about fuck are we doing today?
1: <laughs> Where,
2: Where are we are, at, Jr.? Starbucks. We are in San Francisco. San Francisco. Shithole capital of America. No, really? it's not. We had a rookie dinner this, there. This city, this city, this city has been become so decrepit. I just bought, I just bought um, a homeless guy coffee, five five brownies, and um you know one of those one of those snack packs from Starbucks. And it just, I, I felt so bad for them and they're, they're, it's everywhere homeless everywhere and around really? the streets really? yeah i feel so bad i so bad
0: you didn't happen so to bad. accidentally give this homeless guy those california brownies now did you and he's out there having a jolly old time
2: he might get those later because i, I gave him a hundred dollars <laughs> but i just gave him regular brownies.
0: okay you gave him a hundred bucks too yeah sure yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jeez, <laughs>
2: You know, I, I, I had, I, I, I feel so bad. I feel so bad. I mean, you know, it sucks some people and he was super, super nice, man. I talked to him for about, you know, 10 minutes and, uh, you know, you know, she's what least you can do, man.
0: Anyway, what do you say? Well, you're, no, you're, you're a, you're a good man. That's, that's a, it's a great thing you did. I, we had a year end party here in Buffalo and our team went out. And I remember it was like five in the morning. I'm not going to name names. There was a homeless guy outside collecting cans. And one of the guys on our team gave him a hundred bucks and, if, and, and said if he could, if he could ride donuts with his bike around the street and on Chippewa Street in Buffalo. So this homeless guy standing there on the sidewalk with our whole team with a hundred bucks in his hands while a guy on our team is fucking doing circles in the middle of the street with this guy's bike. I, I didn't no one understood what was going on, but the homeless guy's like, I got a hundred bucks. He, of this. he was he
2: was he he was just renting his bike bro that's all he was doing. Yeah was renting his bike.
0: You're it says bar three, You're at a, are you in a hotel?
2: I am. I'm at a hotel. I'm here for work and um I figured I'd do do the podcast downstairs instead of in my room. Okay, kind of give it a little, a little bit more flair. Do you want,
0: do you yeah. want time to go up to your room for some privacy before you lose your shit with my next question?
2: Nope, I am all by myself. I can lose my shit as much as I want.
0: Okay, okay. Well, um, just curious to know your thoughts on uh,
2: on the Hall of Fame induction inductees. Yeah, well, well, listen, I'm not, I, I'm not going to lose my shit. I, I mean, I. Trust me, I didn't even think about it until Monday morning when I got a couple of texts from a bunch of my buddies saying, hey, good luck today. I'm like, well, why good luck today? Um, I was in, in Cabo with my wife celebrating my 30th anniversary and was sitting by the pool and everything was great. And Oh, good luck, good luck. I like, good luck. And I, I realized that it was 26, you know, the uh, the Hall of Fame, you know, decisions come out. And by the way, never once expected to be to be named, not even into consideration but this is what i'll say about it because i mean i've talked about it and you know at this point i you know i don't think i'll ever get in I, I i've told you guys i do not feel like i am their type of person because if you if you look at let's, i'm gonna take myself out of it because it's not about me what really where i really think the hall of fame has lost their credibility in, in the people that they're bringing in now, granted they are good players and good people, but I, I always thought that the Hall of Fame was about your about what your dedication and your um, your gift to hockey, what you've done for hockey, what your impact on the game has been, your your stats, your accomplishments. Well, let's take a couple players for instance. Not me, okay? Take me out of it, okay? Because I can understand with my very controversial um, personality and off-ice um, you know, kind of antics that I've had for 25 years. Take all that aside. How about Alexander Mogilne? You have Alexander Mogilne. You want to talk about I mean, a couple of years ago, they put in a check into the Hall of Fame because he was the first Czech Republic guy ever to play in the league, and he had a he, he didn't have a very good career, but he was the first check. Let's take Alexander Mogilny, who was the first drafted player by the National Hockey League Russian to defect, to literally defect from Russia. Literally snuck out a door during the World Juniors and walked out in his country, walked out in his family, took a chance in his life, took a chance in his family's life because he wanted to play in the National Hockey League. And that kind of opened the door to conversation of Russians coming to play in the National Hockey League. But Alexander McGillian was the first one to actually defect. Do you know what kind of commitment that is and what that says to the National Hockey League, saying, I want to play in the best league in the world? If that If that wasn't a stepping stone to getting Russian players to come to this country and to Canada to play in the best league in the world, I don't know what a bigger... Sacrifice where Steph is. Now, he only did that. Not only that, he's got 483 goals. He has a Stanley Cup. He's been in the Olympics. He's been in world championships. He's done... 1,000 points, 900 and something games. 1,000 points, just under 1,000 games.
0: 76 goals one year. I think he led the league in in goals.
2: 76 goals. I mean, think about the career that this guy has and he's been passed up and he's still not in. Okay, that's number. No, that's number one. That's a travesty. Number two, let's take Theo Fleury. Let's take a guy like Theo Fleury, who had to overcome sexual abuse from his junior coach to come up to come into the National Hockey League. He was drafted 166th in the draft. He's a small guy playing in a big league generation with tough, tough motherfucker players, and he had. And you know, we always try to. We we always want to say, "Oh, we have to, you know, let's support people of sexual sexual assault victims, people that have overcome certain like really tough situations in life, the people that have dedicated themselves to be great players, even though they have gone through some of the most traumatic experiences in their life, and they've been able to overcome and and achieve." Do you not think that Theo Fleury has not been one of those guys? Stanley Cup, gold medal in the Olympics. He's won gold. He's won gold medal in world juniors. He's been to world championships. He has 455 goals. He has more points than both the Sedin twins, more points than Alfredson, and he's not in in the Hall of Fame
0: at his size so, in the era to, that he played in.
2: That's what I'm, that I said. That's what I said. Hunt, it, to, oh yeah, to yeah. Me, yeah. He, yeah to, to me, to me, this is not about me. Okay, I, I've. I understand. I'm not their person. Okay. But those two players to be bypassed for, <clears throat> and by the way, the Sydney twins first ballot, thing, first ballot, you know, nothing against the twins. They're great guys. They were good. They were good players. They were good players. Okay. Alfredson was a very good player, but I'm sorry. They weren't great players. So to me, it's not about me. How about, Alexander Mogilny, how about Theo Fleury? How about Pierre Turgeon? Pierre, Tur- I think there's only what 3, 500 goal scorers that aren't in the Hall of Fame. Myself, Kachuk, and Turgeon. I mean, I could be wrong, but how's how's Pierre Turgeon not not a Hall of Famer? So for me, I just don't I I I don't get it. I'm I'm beyond caring, and I feel bad for Mogilny. I feel bad for Theo Fleury. I don't feel bad for me because you know I've been a jerk for a long time in my in my lifetime i've said a lot of bad things and controversial things and i'm not the i'm not the posted boy perfect person but come on man seriously i feel bad for those guys really do
0: i i'm with uh rev i know you're about to say something i'm going to say this they're they're not first ballot hall of famers in my opinion and i don't even know how far they'd have to wait before i He's
2: went this 200 240 240 goals 240 goals make 240 goals I, I don't know. I'm, I'm missing something, I guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, River.
1: You know what? I, I mean, listen, I've I've got I've got Daniel Alfredson up here, McGillney, Jeremy Roenick, Theo Fleury, Pierre Turgeon. I'm looking at every one of these guys. And I'm not kidding you. And and there's no disrespect to Daniel Alfredson at all because I think he was a really good player. We played against him a lot being in Montreal, obviously, when he was in uh when He's he was in Ottawa. He's he a, very a very good player. player. But he's just for him to get in. I, 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 these are the things that bother me. I need clarity on why the hell Daniel Alfredson is going to be in over all of these four guys that we're just talking about right now. You're talking about there's only, there's only three guys in NHL history that have scored over 500 goals, three guys, and those three guys aren't in. And you have Daniel Alfredson come in and he's, he's going to get in. I don't understand it.
2: Well, it comes There's down no, to... How becomes, many
1: 50 goal seasons did Jr. Uh, Jeremy Ronick had? He had two of them. He had a 53 and a 50. How many did Daniel Alfredson have? None. He had zero. 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 40 goal seasons. JR had a 46 and a 40. <laughs> you look at Daniel Alfredson. He had, a, he had two 40-goal goal seasons. And it just keeps going on and on. Like, JR, for 13 years of your career, you had... 250, 240s, 330s, and six multiple 20-goal seasons. I mean, I just – I I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, and, and listen, I mean, to me, this yeah, – Yeah, but I wasn't, too, I, I wasn't Daniel I wasn't, Alfredson I, has 510 I, penalty minutes, okay? He averages about 30 minutes a year. I, Jeremy Ronit's got three it, times yeah. that. But Played I Played the game physical – he scored goals. I mean, the personality. I wasn't the, ca- that- I
2: wasn't the captain. I wasn't the captain of a Canadian team my whole career. <laughs> so they're all,
0: all they're all played for Canada. Those guys, Luongo, Luongo, Luongo should be in. Luongo, Canada. Yes. You know, uh, Sadines, Canada, and Alfredson, Canada. Um,
2: they take a look at take a look at take a look at Henrik Sadines um, stats. And especially his playoff stats.
0: Let me ask you something: Who I've never understood this, and I guess I, 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 whose decision is it? How do they decide who gets in? Who what? Who who are the people? Is it the Hall I of know, Famers?
2: I, I don't I don't even know. But from what I understand, it's there's somebody that has to be on the board that has to nominate you. And then they have to put together a whole presentation on why you should be there, and then everybody else votes on it. Now, that's whether each person has to nominate somebody, and so there's only 30 players that are actually brought to the vote. I don't really know, but from what I understand, from what I heard from somebody else, say is that the the dynamics have changed on what gets you into the Hall of Fame. The parameters have changed. Now, I don't know what that means. But I guess it means you got to be a good guy, because that means that you, you know, that they have to like you. Because I'm not one of those guys. I'm a nice guy. Don't get me wrong. But, um, you know, I'm just not their type of guy. Then no, that's fine. Hey, listen, that's fine. I, like I said in the beginning of this, I don't. It's not about me. I I truly feel bad for the people that have been passed over, that that have like probably better at better stories than me better stories than pierre and Theo Fleury. i feel bad for them i really do i think they'll get in but the fact that they got in before those guys to me and and i think they i think i really believe that the, that they've lost credibility in in their decision making i really do i mean I'll, i know i'll take shit for that but it's, you know it is what it is
1: I I cannot believe that he is chosen over any one of the ones that I said. Ale- Alexander McGilney, Jeremy Roenick, Theo Fleury, Pierre Turgeon's numbers are absolutely ridiculous. Insane. Like how the Insane. fuck is he not chosen? I, I I'm 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 shocked. If you want to, if you're looking at a Canadian captain, well, he was the Canadians'
2: Montreal Canadiens hey captain. Hey guys. You said Roberto Luongo. How about how about Curtis Joseph? Curtis Joseph was the fourth leading wins goaltender in history, be until uh, Theo uh, um, until Flurry, Mark Andre Fleury passed him, and then Henrik Henrik Lundqvist passed him in the no tie the, no, the in the shootout no ties generation. But uh, look at Curtis Joseph's career. In the same years that, that Patrick Waugh were playing and, and Marty Brodeur were playing, I, the fact that Curtis Joseph is in, in the Hall of Fame as a goaltender, what the fuck is going on, man? Yeah. Curtis Joseph, uh, awesome and an awesome human being. Awesome human being, Curtis Joseph. I, it's, it's unreal. It really is unreal. Well, oh well.
0: well hey. bef- before we change topics, I'll read. I'll read a tweet that was put out there yesterday by a former teammate of yours. I'm sure, you saw it. So my see former
2: team. I did not. I did. I didn't see it.
0: So I'll tell you who it is after. Flyers at Jeremy Roenick is passed up again for the Hall of Fame. Many former players I speak with thought he'd be pushed aside again. That he isn't in already on his merits and accomplishments on the ice is laughable to guys he played with.
2: That's awesome. Who was that?
0: Chris, Tarian, Bundy, Bundy. I don't know enough. I don't know. I'm going you know to call him Bundy, but
2: I, you know what that that fucking brings that brings warmth to my heart, man. I, you know, I mean that's that that means that means as much to me as as getting picked to the Hall of Fame. If my teammates say that about me, and I don't even, you know that's fucking phenomenal, man. That's all I'm going to call him today.
0: Yeah. You should that's give him awesome. a call. You just threw that that's out awesome. there. Um, so let's, uh, let's transition here. Stanley cup, Stanley cup. It's, I'm sorry to t- say this, but I'm so happy it's over. Cause I was in bed at a great time last night. Got a good night's sleep. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: so, I, I, you know, back life is life is feeling normal again, but, uh, what'd you think of the, I just like,
2: I just like, I just like being right. I just like being right. I just like being correct. That's all. Don't <laughs> like we being, all? I, I mean, I thought there was, you know, you know I, I predicted Colorado in six. Um, Tampa gave them a good good fight to try to push it to seven. But, um, you know, what a great team Tampa is. You can't take anything away from that team, man. What a true championship team and grinding that they are. It was, it was fun to watch. But the performance that Colorado put up in these playoffs, would they lose four games the entire playoffs? Yep. I mean, it is just absolutely, it's, it's in this day and age to go through the playoffs and have that much success. And, you know, I was listening to uh, Eric Johnson, you know, he's a good buddy of mine. And, you know, the fact that they had so many players four, five, six years ago that finished last in the league, probably one of the worst seasons in NHL history, yeah. to five years later winning the cup with the same guys is such a great achievement and makes it even more special for these guys to celebrate. I mean, I couldn't, you know, Johnson sending me the pictures with him sleeping with the cup in bed. You know, you see them hugging, you know, in a bear hug on the, on the ice with the cannon. You know, I will tell you this, this, this year was the first year in probably 30 years that I did not watch the end of the the, the, the cup being raised. Um, it was and I climatic to me because I kind of knew that Colorado would win. I was on vacation and wasn't near television. But I, my wife asked me, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? Like, you're so quiet. And always at this time, and I don't know how you guys are at when the cup is raised, but it's always, it's always somber and just such a, a surreal moment for me. You know, to watch that get, or even know that that cup's getting raised above somebody's head. And to, and to think that I never got to experience it. its I'm not mad about it, but God, I wish I would have been able to experience that. And I'm always still just quiet. And I think and I ponder how cool that would be. And just very, um, very envious of the people that have been able to do it. And again, we just went through it. And I, I, and I was quiet and I was just sat back and I'm like, wow, what an achievement, you know, good for those guys. And um, yeah, but it's,
0: Riv was in a shitty mood too. the next day too. Riv was, Riv came on here like I was in a great mood. Colorado won. Kale McCarr uh, got the Con Smythe and all this. I was happy. I was looking forward to Riv shitting on me because I got the uh, the pecking order of the cup being handed off, you know, wrong. He got it pretty much nailed it, and I, you know, I was way off. And you know, and, and he comes on here and he's in this shitty, shitty mood, and he's like, I just. I don't give a shit, man. I just sat last night. I'm just thinking, like, fucking didn't win. Like, you know, it's like, you just look back and you reflect. And I was like, he was the same way. Was a, sorry, we have my... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night.
1: Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see we could not but she did and in the end what will i become senwa saga hellblade 2
0: play it now with game pass mm-hmm. Are you there or I'm, I'm pretty you were in a shitty mood
1: were you not no yeah. i get it 100 percent. you know i always i always it, the emotion of watching that every year is uh it's tough, it really is I don't it know why tough. I don't know why it's tough, like I've been retired for eleven years now. I've been away from the game for a long time, but there's just something about it doesn't go away it. yeah, you know it, i i find I will say this, I find that it does get easier when I played, I remember being back at my cottage. I remember watching by myself the nights that I knew that the cup could get raised. Watch the games by myself all the time, and that sickness that feeling of complete sickness, watching these guys so elated and I know what they're I know what they're thinking, but I don't know what they're thinking. you know what I'm saying, and it's just tough to it's tough as a former player that's played this game his entire life, and the sacrifice of so much. I mean, it's just so much mm-hmm. of your childhood. Like you're 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 missing a lot. You're missing birthday parties when you're little kid. You're missing. You're missing school. You're missing
2: sometimes births of parties. Kids. You're sometimes missing births of your kids.
1: Births. You know, like I mean, everything. You're you're missing a lot. You're going. You're moving away. You know, like I moved away in in uh, you know sophomore year, grade not ten. To
2: mention, not not to mention the bruises. The broken bones, the blood spilled, the stitches, the ice bags, the ice baths. Yeah, it's true, buddy. Listen, like
1: right now, JR, I'm walking around and my body is is in a shitty state right now. I had a surgery on my right knee six months ago, about a month and a half ago, walking into a bloody gas station. I rolled my left knee, which is my good knee, by the way have to go to the doctor a couple days later because I couldn't walk on it at all. MRI, meniscus tear, you know, and it's just like, you know, you can get it done now. You can wait. And I'm like, Oh my God, I got to get through golf season. I got to at least try and golf the rest of the season. And the the doctor's looking at me like,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: like really? And I'm like, that's one of my joys is to be out on the course, hitting the ball with buddies and just enjoying myself. I'm not, I'm not going into July with a freaking not being able to bend my knee for a month. So it's just it's it's you know there's lots of sacrifice, right? And uh I I I have no regrets. And I'm sure you do too. I'm like all yep. the nope. the great things nope. we did, the stupid things we did. It's just what it was at that time and and you you, you learn from, them, you yep. live through them and you enjoy every single moment and we're laughing about it now as we're older kind of the stupid shit that went on
2: mm-hmm. but the, that stories, the, story, of, the stories that we can tell yeah, yeah. but the moment of the stories you can't guys, tell are the
0: best stories i'm sorry this is yeah <laughs> the moment
1: of watching those guys hoist the cup and skate around and stuff like that it's it's tough to watch it it really yeah. is and i'm happy for every single one of them no disrespect or or uh you know feel a poor me sort of thing it's just in no, life, it's, it's, I would have had an opportunity. But that's,
2: but that's passion. That's passion. That's passion. That's passion. You cared, right? If yeah. you didn't really care, you wouldn't. You wouldn't feel it. But I mean, shit. I mean, Petey, you had, you, had, you tried to get you tried to win it too. Yeah, but you, you, know? you know what? Though, my my emotions
0: are very very different when it comes to this stuff. And I'm I'm glad you said I'm glad you threw my name in this conversation, Jr. Um, I don't I don't share me. any of those. I don't share me. any of the same emotions that you guys do about it because and in and the there there's i played on two very good teams i was never a part of of any games during their playoff runs i was obviously with the team and everything but i was never even close to winning like i mean the like not even close i mean so i watched that and i just it's I it's numb to me because I, I don't even know what it's like to get close. I've gotten close on a team, but not as a player. So I don't share that. You guys I can see it being a lot different. You know, I can I can definitely respect how you guys feel about it, but but that feeling was gone years ago. I mean, as soon as I left the game, I was like, Yeah, you know what? I mean, I was never even close. My couple of my teams were almost there. Almost got to the dance, but I don't share that same emotion. It doesn't affect me the same way. So I, I enjoy watching no,
2: it. No, I, I – and listen, I appreciate that, honestly, man. Seriously, that's that, –
0: Like when that's, you're a healthy scratch through two that's, that's, long playoff runs to the conference finals, I mean, even if you win, you, you're I'm not going to feel really that a part of it. The team, the guys make you feel a part of it, but the person inside you or the player inside you – you never feel a part of it. You, it's impossible. So, yeah, that's where that's where my stance is on that. Well, what do you think of Curtis?
1: You know, did do you think he feels the same way? Well, what, he didn't play one did, game in the playoffs.
0: It, did yes. It? What's that? I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think he did. I'll check right now. Was he hurt? If he's hurt, that's one thing. You're probably still not going to. You know what's You know what's amazing about this. I I played with. Um, I played with Brian Rolston. And he won a cup his rookie year in New Jersey.
2: Jersey, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And that was ninety. What year was that? Jr. Uh, was that 94, 90s, 95? 90s,
2: 99, ni- nine, no. 95. No, their first
0: was ninety four, ninety five. I think right.
2: So he played
0: 40 games. He played 40 games with the, with the devils. Was that the lockout year? Yes. Okay. So he played 40 games. games games with the devils and only six in the playoffs. And I remember, I remember talking to him about winning the cup that year and I can vaguely remember him kind of saying that he didn't really feel a part of it because he didn't play in all the playoff games. And I was like, holy shit, if you didn't feel a part of it, like imagine guys like me, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I just, I I vaguely remember that conversation. And I'm like, Jesus, man, like you you played six games in the playoffs, 40 that year. And I just don't think he put much stock into it. So you asked about that. McDermott. Did he play, Riv?
2: Um, give me a sec.
0: Oh, thought you were doing that while I was rambling.
2: Yeah. No, no, I, I, I do think there is a kind of um, a a deterioration of excitement when you haven't been in the trenches the whole time. Um, but still, it's a Stanley Cup, man. It's still you. Still get to lift it you still get to raise it now if do you get your name put on it if you only play six games like is brian Rawlson's name on the cup i mean he gets a ring oh yeah his, his
0: his name's definitely on the cup mcdermott did not play a game in the playoffs yeah so if he's hurt he's not hurt then you know what i'd love to know how he feels because i bet he probably doesn't feel like a, a major factor in I'm sure he's happy for the team. I'm sure he's well, excited to be able to get a day with the Cup. He'll get a ring. He'll get his name on the Cup. He played 58 games. Was he a factor? Throughout the season, yeah. He made that team feel a lot safer. Okay.
1: And that that's a big part of the year. That's 82 games. That's seven
0: months. It all comes down to the individual, Craig. Not every—not everybody sees it that way. There's a lot of pride in this, right? There's a lot of pride involved in that, in what I'm saying, I think.
1: Well, do you think Curtis yeah. McDermott would have played uh, rather play for Tampa Bay, play 22 games and lose or play for Colorado after a long season that he played with that team, fucking fought for them, did everything, made McKinnon, Langdeskog, Rantanen, Kadri, all their guys feel real comfortable fighting Ryan Reeves, fighting uh, Nick Deloriers. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. he doesn't play in the playoffs. And he wins. Who'd you rather be?
0: Oh, definitely Colorado. But, Fucking rights.
2: Yeah, great, great. He's point. a big part really of that
1: team. Point. He's a big part of that team. You know, like listen, Samuel Gerard, unbelievable defenseman, beautiful skater, wizard on the ice. Didn't play a game in the playoffs. Do you think he's sitting back there right now going, Ah, I really don't deserve this ring? No. He deserves mm-hmm. it. Damn right, he deserves it. Every He's single running. one of those pieces deserve it, whether it's on the ice or off the ice. You know that's why you're a leader. Yeah, but yeah, but, yeah, and, yeah, but and, Gerard
2: Gerard not, might not get his name on the cup. Don't you? Don't you have to play? You You have to play a game. to for certain amount 40, of good. half
0: the regular season games, or you have to play? I think a game in the finals or something like that. I don't know exactly what the criteria is. What are some yes. of the great yeah. stories from the Stanley Cup, Jr.? I mean, you have Kadri Did you hear his comments about "kiss my ass"? People who think I was a liability in the playoffs, you can kiss my ass.
2: You no, know, again, again, it, it, I think it, it put a stamp and a period on his whole season. You know, the fact that he he went to Colorado, he had a career season, and was one of those players that. Was a pain in the ass to play against. Comes back and scores one of the one of the most amazing goals in the playoffs with one hand in overtime to you know to to get them to game you know to one game from a Stanley Cup to you know the battles that he had in against Saint Louis with the ridicule that he got from social media, um, you know he he has the right and is perfectly perfectly welcome to say what he said. And you got to, I always say, when you walk the walk, when you, when you walk the walk, you can talk the talk. And, and Nazim Kadri did that. He did that to the, to the nines. And now he has a cup because of it. And he was a huge part of that, of that win of that championship. And, you know, it's not easy what he had to do. It's not easy, but, um, you know, would you take a Nazem Kadri on your team? <laughs> absolutely Ab- absolutely absolutely yes good know, for him Absol- you, absolutely absolutely good for him you think
1: he's going to re-sign with colorado
0: um i think he's going to sign in toronto <laughs> <laughs> I, I
2: i don't think so i i, just, I don't know you, you, there's always a couple really big pieces of the puzzle, keys you know, cogs that, that leave, that take advantage of a unrestricted free agent monster year. And I think Kadri had that and I don't think Colorado's going to, I just don't think they're going to pay, you know, Landiscog, Ranton and McKinnon, what they're going to have to pay Kale McCarr, um, what they're going to have to pay Taves, uh, what they're going to have to pay Gerard, I just, I don't know. I well, just you got pay Natushkin, they gotta, they gotta too. They got the future. I don't think they can. Natushkin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how how good was that Natushkin? Are you kidding me? Do
0: mm. you see uh, so, you see some of the injuries reports that are coming out now? From the playoffs? Mm-hmm. What guys were are playing with?
2: Lots so of needles, man. Lots it, of needles.
0: That's what I was going to say. I mean, what's that Is it Toradol?
2: Yes. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Is that what it is?
1: I'll tell you one of it's, the best it's, it's of ma- all it's time. This is one of the best of all time, and I still to this day can't believe that this guy played because we've all had these injuries. The Bruins, back years and years and years ago, announced that Patrice Bergeron had broken ribs—a broken rib, torn oh, yeah, rib, called cartilage a separated shoulder and then endured in the Stanley cup final. He also suffered a pinhole puncture in his lung.
2: His lung. That's and right. And He
1: continued to play.
2: I remember that. Tell me. I remember that.
1: The discomfort oh. and pain. Jr. Petey. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, you have had. A rib issue in your career. They the worst are something. I mean, breathing hurts. I want people to understand out there. If you've had a rib injury, breathing hurts. I
0: have a still a dislocated rib from a body shot from Jody Shelley. I couldn't breathe for a month. No way. Oh, it sticks no out. Way. You should see this thing. It sticks out like a, like a knuckle. Okay, it's on my right side. I've showed rib before. It's like it's it's disgusting. No I can't even touch it. He gave me a body shot, and I like and I I couldn't even. I couldn't drive. I couldn't steer the steering wheel. Okay, like I because I had to like keep my arm tucked. If I hit a bump in the car, I was in the worst pain, man. Ribs are the worst. Sorry, rib. Go ahead.
1: No, I just there you know no when you're when you're sitting there talking about. A player that, you know, listening to the injuries unveiled for for, for Tampa Bay, you know, Braden points, signif- uh, you know, a significant tear in his quad muscle. Okay. He recovers for a couple of weeks, tries to come back and play, plays one game and that's it. You have uh, Ed Belmar had a meniscus tear. You had Sorelli had an AC joint sprain and a dislocated shoulders which is going to require surgery. Ryan McDonough mangled finger, which I don't even want to know what that is. Uh, Nikita Kucherov has a meniscus injury. Um, Braden Hagel had a fractured foot in the Florida series. Playing through that, the pain that you're going to go through that, because that's not healing. If you're skating, it's not healing at all. So, Hagel finished the Stanley cup finals. His foot is probably worse than what it was when he, when he heard it actually against Florida, right? Nick Paul has an AC joint um, and an MCL sprain. Corey Perry has an AC joint. I, can't, I mean, think about what these guys are playing through on a nightly basis. Every second day, there's no time for healing. It is only pain and discomfort because you're playing on it constantly. You're making it worse and worse and worse. It's unbelievable.
2: And there's, and there's something to be said about that, too, is they're not, they're, they're, they're not getting paid their salaries, yet they're sacrificing the most. Now, granted, yes, you get bonuses in the playoffs, but these guys' salaries stop on April 6th at the end of the season, and then they play for the cup. And that's when they play the most hurt. That's when they play their best hockey. That's when we get to see the best hockey played. And that's why hockey players are the best athletes in the world, Far none. Far none. That's that's amazing, Riv, That whole list that you just put down. Yeah, Holy shit.
1: and I'll never forget that. I'll never. I played with a ton of injuries. I know you guys have too. But to sit there and listen to Patrice Bergeron the Stanley Cup—I think it was the Stanley Cup Finals or something like that—I remember that now that I, now that I and and, and to, and I, to I, sit I there and totally listen remember. to what they said after. Broken ribs,
2: cartilage. I think it was the year they won. I think it was the year they won. Was that? Yeah. It was the it's year they beat Vancouver.
1: A punctured yeah. lung? Think about it. Yeah. A punctured lung. A pinhole punctured lung. Oh. Incredible. Uh, JR, um, who's the best player in the world right now?
0: Say it. Say it. I sell like.
2: McCar, man. So he you're all good best. with
1: uh, him winning the uh, con Smythe? Undeniable.
2: Yeah, I think Kamikara. I think McKinnon. I think McKinnon is right there. You know, they might have the two and, uh, best players Austin, in the Austin, world. Austin, uh, yeah.
0: Colorado might have
2: the two Austin, best Austin, players
0: in the world. Yeah. Like Nate McKinnon's right there with Crosby and or uh, McDavid and uh,
2: Matthews. He's he's yeah. right there. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. Is so he the, as I fast as McDavid, that, do you think, straight I'd, ahead? I'd put I, he looks it. Doesn't he? He looks it. I don't know if he is. He looks it, though. And, you know, he stick handles faster than McDavid. And he stick handles more than McDavid, but McDavid has the ability to put things through tight spaces, under sticks, through feet, around people—like these little spaces that he sees and puts the puck through—that are so minute at such a at such a speed. It's a, it's different than McKinnon. McKinnon's power man; he's all power. But um, then you watch McCarr. He, McCarr is the he is the Connor McDavid of defense, if you ask me. Yeah right, don't you think? And
0: <laughs> I mean, think of you got to
2: put awesome Matthews. You got to put Austin Matthews in there because he's the he's the MVP. He scored yeah. sixty sixty semi goals, sixty three goals. And great. I think that's your heart cup, ballot next year.
1: Well, David Matthews if, and Macar, if you have, uh, I want to make a, I want to, I want to really ask a tough question, and it's going to be, it's going to be all across the board. But if you have your top four with McDavid. McKinnon, Matthews, and McCarr. Would you agree that those guys are in the top four in the National Hockey League right now? Yes. Who's number yes, five? Who's number five? Like, can you, can you even pick a Johnny Goudreau who had 115 points this year? Can you pick, um, you know, a Huberto who had 115 points this year? Like, who is number five in this league? Do you have to put Victor Hedman in there um, or or is he down down Can he the put line? put Roman
0: Yossi in there?
2: Yeah. Mm, yeah.
0: Can you put Shostarkin in there? No, because I would Vasilevsky. be putting
2: Vasilevsky in well,
0: there but before. Shostarkin won the Vesna and he was on the heart ballot.
1: Big deal.
2: <laughs> one, one, <laughs> it's, it's one year. It's one year. It's one year. I don't put him i don't i don't put it one year um god it's such a good question um it's such a good question I'm trying to go through all these teams in my head right now trying to pick out who i would to pick okay i i uh... would, I,
1: would,
2: I think dry saddle as good as he is i think he benefits more from one player than anybody else in the national Hockey League. I mean, I think he benefits off of Connor McDavid more than any other player benefits off another player. And Dreisaitl is amazing. Don't get me wrong; his his playmaking ability and his and his his creativity and his his intellect is off the chart. But
1: you still have to put the points on the board. You still have to score the goals, Jr. That's the you thing do. with you do. Like, you do. You do. And 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 Dreisaitl uh, largely putting, uh, putting, does not play Rome with USA. McDavid. They're on separate Roman lines right a lot right of time. There.
2: You know who we're not you know who we don't talk about either is 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 Alexander Barkov. Nikita Kucherov. <laughs> like really?
0: Why can't we put Matt Kuchuk in that list? He's got to be one of the best all-around players in the game.
2: No friend. That's all-around. That's oh, all-around though. That's that's I mean I don't eh. Alexander Barkov.
1: Player. Alexander Barkov had 39 goals this year. 88 points in 67 games. He missed 15 games. That 15 games is 100% going to have 20
2: points tied to it. Okay. That yep, puts him yep. at
1: 108 points.
2: And he's one of the best defensive players in the game. Right. He's talking you know about what I need for trophy. Markov
1: though? And I've watched him a lot, JR. I've watched him a lot. And I think he's a wizard. I think he's unbelievable he player skating. He needs. He bite. He he's bite. a ball sack man. He needs someone to kick him in the ass. Because you know what, I'm going to tell you need, right now. I watched him in the playoffs this year. He's a good hockey player, but that's not enough to win. He's got to get out of his comfort zone. I'm going to tell you this. He needs. He needs a little jam. Like you watch even McKinnon. You watch even Rantanen. These are not that's... physical players. They're not a. Ag- but they were in every scrum. They were like mucking it up. They were there. They, and I just think that Barkoff right now looks like a big, beautiful teddy bear. And right now, he needs a little jam. Game. I,
2: listen, I know you're going you're gonna to get angry or at least irritated with what I'm going to say. But that's the exact same way that I thought about Patrick Marlowe. Exact same. Not taken away from his talent, one of the best yeah. players of all time.
1: Yeah. But but I, I you but, know again, it's I know what you're it's, saying. It's,
2: it's 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 this. It's this, Rip. It's, this.
1: it's Yeah. That. I have that just completely And listen, I mean
2: when, when you know, like that's I you know McKinnon has that. Right? Yeah. He's got that. He'll he'll punch you in the mouth. He will run you over. Cale McCarr had some of the biggest hits of the playoffs and just looked at you like Yeah. He did. You know, you see it. I like to see it. It's one thing, it's one thing to play through injury and play great and this and that. But I like to see the passion and the intensity on the face. I want to hear swears coming out of your mouth in the locker room and on the ice and barking back and forth. I like that. I, I don't, I love that. It's, it's missing a lot these days. Granted, it's a different different game. It's a different player. I get it. But I don't know. I'm just, I'm old school like that. I think you're like that too, Rip.
1: Yeah. Listen, I mean, I just look at Tampa Bay and I look at Steve Stamkos. It's won two Stanley awesome. Cups. Okay. Guy uh-huh. sitting there throwing knuckles with another first overall pick. He's in there mocking things up. You ever watched Nikita Kutrov? What a dickhead. It- Unbelievable player. <laughs> Would love him on my team. He's just a little shit. Right at the end of a period, I can see him go in, gives a little cross whistle blows. All the guys come in, like, and he's in there scrapping, and and that is that that's what you need.
0: Did you see yeah. him at the end of the game the other night with 20 seconds left at the bench throwing his gloves at the trainer because his stick wasn't ready?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like that, if that doesn't speak to the pressure of that moment, huh? Oh yeah. my God. You know, you
1: you just keep going on St. Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues kind of just had a full, you know, kind of like a junkyard dog team. They played strong defensively. They were all physical. You know, they just played a good brand of of tough, tough hockey. You got Washington Capitals win. Alex Ovechkin, as much as he's the, the best goal scorer of all time, he's nasty. He's physical.
2: Hockey and, so- hockey and soccer. What a cool goal he scored. Yeah, that soccer game.
1: exactly. It just looks like a complete bust too, eh? Running down the field. Then you have when the you, Pittsburgh when you, when you can Penguins score, for you a can couple score, years. You can score. Right? You have the Pittsburgh Penguins mm-hmm. for a couple years. You know Sidney Crosby. You know, if you Evgeny Malkin, both those guys are, are 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 angry. They're they're not taking any shit from anybody. And it just goes on and on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what you get. You know, you need to have your elite players have a have a bit of jam. You have to because mm-hmm. they're the ones that are gonna take you to the promised land. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, going back to Barkov, is he a top five player in the in the league? If he had a little jam to his game, a little nastiness, he would, without question, I think, be in that upper echelon of player. Yeah, but it's tough yeah. to pick that uh, the top five. It really it's is. tough.
2: It is. It, it really is. It really is. I'd put. I, I think what you said, Victor Hedman, Roman Yossi, I'd put them up there, hundred percent. And you know what? I, I know this is another. This is another off the wall pick, but Brad Marchand. Is a hell of a fucking hockey player. Like, look what, look, look what he, how he plays the game. Look at the bite that he has. Yeah. You know, he's a hell of a, now he's not top five, but he's always in the top, you know, 10 scorers in the last, you know, six or seven years. Underappreciated it's a, it's a superstar is what he is. Yeah. But I think, he, I think he's, I think that he's at fault for a lot of that himself because of his his own own doings yeah because his own doings but um i I say all in all i i think hockey in in rounding this conversation up i think it's the i think it's the most talented hockey players that i've ever seen like like talent wise right shape skaters stick handlers this like that that final series was so fast watching how fast those players play at that speed at that you know with that accuracy is mind-boggling and this is a great thing about hockey is we can go we can start the year next year and ask 10 people who the cup winners are going to be and you'll have five different teams be be said whereas in basketball for the longest time it'd be one or two teams football probably be you know one or two teams not not in hockey not in hockey that's what makes it so great that's what makes it awesome
0: what do you, uh, when's the whiskey? Where's the whiskey?
2: Whiskey is uh, in transit from Wisconsin to its home in Arizona. And the website's being done. Um, companies are now tasting it. And we're trying to get it, uh, you know, into certain states. But um, it'll, be, it'll be ready for online sales, I, I would think, by the end of this, this, this month. Very excited.
1: Good for you. That's
2: awesome. I think I'm thinking I'm thinking um, August, early August, for a little. um, Or if you want to start in September when camp starts, or we want to wait till October when the season starts to do our in Buffalo in Buffalo in person um, podcast. Whiskey dicks.
0: Whiskey dicks. (laughs) I thought this. Listen, oh, the a... only
1: dick on here is you, okay? So don't throw us into the the, the whiskey dicks. Uh <laughs> oh yeah, Riv, you're a great guy. You're a great guy. Well, listen, I mean, uh you pick on me a lot, and um, you know, it's, <laughs> it's scarred. It it it's hurt. And yeah, Such a... we had a meeting the other day, JR. I have to tell you this. We had a meeting the other I'll day. I'll tell you what, I'll tell really you what. Really good, really important. You both, guy. you
2: both have very thick skin.
1: Well, I have a obviously I have a lot thicker skin than than PD
0: because, because this of guy fucking sagging off you everywhere. Who knows? Who
1: knows this business? Literally looked at Petey at the end of our meeting and said, "You know, if I can give you a little bit of advice, um, Andrew, I think uh, I think you pick on Craig, a, uh, you know, a bit too much." A bit too much, you know, you got to lay off on that. And, and I'm just sitting there smiling. Cause I don't give a fucking shit about what Andrew says. And we literally rip on each other constantly all the time. He just does it on the rate. He just does it on the podcast. Right. You know, and I do it after, um, because I'm classy, but, um, yeah, anyway, <laughs> unbelievable. and I know it's bothering him too. This is the best part. I don't even have to say anything to Andrew because I know it's bothering him. I know oh. it's like, I know it's like, you know, man, all those years I've been ripping on you. Really sorry about that, Rivs.
2: Uh, <laughs> that
0: conversation awful. did so not and will not ever happen. But I will say this to a close friend of ours oh, did, awesome. did say that Riv looks like Tim Allen from the Santa Claus. So we'll end hmm. on that one. Well,
2: I, I will say, I, I will say, you I just did I it again. That. I love Rivs. I love Rivs haircut. I love his haircut. looks good, but it high and tight. Oh, Petey, Petey tie doesn't. Tie
1: tie. Petey doesn't. He, and it, let it be known. Every not. time I talk to him on zoom or sitting there, oh, you,
0: your hair is fucking terrible today. You look like a friggin' Jr. you knew him. You knew him back when he was cool, right? He had a, he had a nice flow. Okay. Now he just looks like, he looks like, uh, he looks like he's given up.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: I'm out.
2: <laughs> What a great way to end. What a great way to end a great show. Awesome. See ya.
0: Awesome. That's a wrap on another episode of After The Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After The Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52, at The Instigator 76. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.